This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to this post-first-round reaction pod of the Better Rivals podcast. My name is Oscar Aparicio, and this week, it wasn't Mac Jones after all. Trey Lance is your new San Francisco 49ers quarterback, and with me this week to, like the Mandalorian, tell us why this is the Trey, it's David Newman. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, I did. No, no you didn't. I did. This all is right. the Trey. David, this is um, this is interesting. We're, we're in, in, interesting situation for us. We're yes. in the same room. Correct. We're in the same room. I don't remember how to do this in the same room anymore. It's very weird. I feel like um, the I, like the levels are weird. The like I got to rejigger my board. Uh, I don't know if if you're picking me up on your mic. You might. I don't know if if it sounds like poop. Honestly, it's David's fault. Wow. I mean, I guess I'll take that. You know, I don't really know that it's factually correct, but much like you know, I don't know Mac Jones rumors. Oh, dude, um, we we were gaslit for like a, a basically a month. It's been great. I love, I love every second of it. It, it look, we're gonna freeform this. We uh, dipped into the Hakushu Twelve, uh, which for no, it, it's a wonderful Japanese whiskey for no other reason than the bottle was green, the label was vaguely yellow. <laughs> it had, uh, it had the bison kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, I'm tasting some notes of bison. Yes, uh, not to be confused with bison. No. But it's bison. bison. Yeah, it's the Japanese pronunciation. Yep. Yeah. It, and and honestly, it's it's a, look, I'm excited. It's it's a crazy day. It's a crazy, crazy day because you start off the day with the Niners offering uh, a trade package for Aaron Rodgers, who seems to want to host Jeopardy for the rest of his natural life. The betting markets swing Trey Lance. Now you see all this Trey Lance smoke coming out. And, and finally, the pick comes out and it is not Mac Jones. And look, I am just happy it's not Mac Jones. That that like the, the the first reaction I had was relief. It was sweet, sweet relief because I can understand Trey Lance. I can understand the process that gets you to Trey Lance. I may not have agreed with that, but hey, it's not like quarterback evaluation is a perfect science. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect at it and I know exactly what's going to happen. And so it's like, yeah, I get it. You're going to take a big swing on a big arm with talent. Let's fucking go. I'm excited. Look, I, I, I think um, I told you, so you were kind of feeling like it was going to be Lance, you know, kind of throughout the day as we were texting back and forth. And, uh, you know, I compared it to like choosing between Jones and Lance in this draft for me was a lot like uh, trying to decide what I liked better, whether it was my daughter waking up at 4.30 a.m. or whether it was her, you know, I'm using air quotes, sleeping in. But, you know, waking up multiple times and waking me up multiple times throughout the night. Neither neither are really great options that I'm like feeling super happy about about choosing. But I, I do agree. There is some relief that it is not Mac Jones. Um, and I, I like you understand like the 
the appeal of Trey Lance and and why what leads you to kind of falling in love with a guy like that and, and wanting to make him your quarterback. The problem is, is I feel like, you know, and again, like you mentioned, uh, imperfect science, like we're, we're not going to really know how this works out, but we always try to like, look, this is what we would do, what we think is the best decision based on the information that we have currently. And, and the profile of Trey Lance is a guy that I feel like largely is not successful. Um, and it's because of the accuracy. And, and that's just kind of like, so it, it's tough. Like I get it. I think the, the, the tools are exciting. Like I, I'm, I'm excited that they at least took a swing um, for somebody who could potentially be great, right? Like if everything clicks and, and they can, can work out some stuff with his accuracy and that improves, like they may end up with the most gifted quarterback in this class. Right. And, and that's exciting. And, and it's, and it's good to know that they just weren't trying to find Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0, right. Or Kirk cousins 2.0 and just kind of settle with that. Um, and, and so that part is exciting that at least it seems like their, their head was in the right place. It just feels like, uh, it, once you're going that direction, there was another option that was on the table. that was better. We're going to get to a deep dive of fields or not just fields. I'm already in the wrong mindset. We're going to get to a deep dive of Lance here in a second. But the, the thing I think that that is most exciting to me is that yes, Shanahan's thinking has evolved. And, and that to me is, is really exciting because I was really worried that we have quotes from Shanahan in 2017 saying, yeah, if you're an athletic quarterback, well, you've been able to bail from the pocket for so long. I don't know if you can develop the traits that you need to be a successful thrower of the football in the NFL. That Those kinds of things, if, if Shanahan hadn't evolved this thinking, worries me. Because it means that he has very antiquated thoughts. It means that his his way of looking at the quarterback position is effectively an anachronism. And the NFL has passed him by, and he's not going with the times. And and this, though, is, is, is life. It's telling me, yes, <laughs> Shanahan, you were growing. You can see, yes, you know what? Yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I wanted Josh Allen, didn't get Josh Allen. And I think the, the, the Josh Allen comp is an interesting one here. But y- you think about you know him seeing Mahomes. You think about him understanding, yes, you need someone who has those traits. And I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to bet on my coaching staff. And I'm going to bet that I can get this player to his ceiling because he's got a big ceiling. He's got a pretty, you know, decent floor that we'll talk about here in a minute in a little bit. But dude, swing for the fences. This is not a pick to play it conservatively and go after the the you know high floor guy. Swing for the fences. And and I'm glad that they did. And I'm glad that Shanahan's thinking has evolved. I'm glad that he's able to to make this pick because I do think it was this pick was not going to get made without Shanahan giving the the papal cross. Without him giving the blessing, oh, it's it's his pick, one hundred percent. And it and it would be dumb of Lynch yeah. to to not do that, to not say, yeah, you know what, I'm not going to overrule you here, even though I think the way the contract is set up, I think that Lynch has technical control over the draft in the yeah. ninety. He, he mentioned that in in the presser. Yeah, he he has the technical control here, but he's not going to lord that over Shanahan in this instance. He's going to say, look, this is your offense, this is your quarterback. Let's do this together. Um, incidentally, Justin Fields just went to Chicago. Wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, I mean, that's not where I would have expected him. But you know what? A, you know, it's an upgrade on old uh, Mitsubishi. Mits- <laughs> they went, uh, yeah, from a Mitsubishi to a Ferrari, apparently. But so so ultimately, I do think that it tells me that Shanahan has evolved in his thinking, and I'm glad that he has a player with tools that he can help mold. And everything that you hear about Lance, especially off the field, between the ears, what he's been, what he is able or has to process when he sees the field is good. And and that's, I think, ultimately what tipped the scales away from someone like Fields for someone like Shanahan. 
Yeah, I think the one thing that I would say, so so 100% agree that it would be stupid to not give Shanahan control over this pick and and who he's going to you know have is is his next quarterback right like this is uh you know every everything that you're you're banking on you know as a team and your success is on Shanahan's ability to drive this offense and so you're going to let him pick the guy that he thinks can best do that like that's just kind of uh, the situation that you're in and, and it would be dumb to do otherwise However, I don't think that that means just because Shanahan is a brilliant offensive play caller and and designer of offensive football does not mean that he is above reproach uh, when it comes to selecting players at the quarterback position. Like the dude was in love with Kirk Cousins. Like, come on. Uh, like Kirk Cousins is not a great fucking quarterback. And, and so like, and, and there's been plenty, we don't need to obviously go down, down the whole list right now, but there's been plenty of examples where he's had input in the quarterback selection um, and it hasn't worked out well. So I, I don't, those are, are different skills. And, and I don't think that um, it's like, you know, needs to be this thing like, oh, it's, it's Shanahan's pick. Like, you know, everybody else knows less about offensive football than Shanahan. So who are we to question it? Like, like, look, like it can still be a bad pick if Shanahan's the one making it, but it, it you have to let him do it. I, I agree that, that that doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be a good pick just because Shanahan blessed it. But I do think that overall, this is a good place for the 49ers to be. I'm more excited about this, but you, you have to be more excited about this pick than Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's tough because like so there's so many I want to be excited about Trey Lance. I really want to be very excited about him. And it is great that it's not Mac Jones. Um 100% like that is is a big relief. Um but like we talked about like if you listen to the the pre-draft episodes or the Patreon videos and we talked about Lance like there's there's a lot of good things with his tape, but none of those things matter if you can't get the ball where you want it to go. And and I think it's one of the most difficult things um, to improve on once you get to the NFL level. And I think there's a lot of reason to, to believe that like with his situation, cause like one of the best things they mentioned this on, on the broadcast, this is, um, you know, something, if you look at, at the PFF draft guide and you talk about the, his, his lack of turnover worthy plays, right. It's just, he doesn't put the ball in harm's way very often didn't throw an interception during that 2019 season. Um, but there's a lot of plays that you look at it where the accuracy is off and the ball placement isn't where you want it. And it's like, man, I could see that against an NFL defense being a problem. But you know what? It wasn't a problem here because there was just nobody on this FCS defense that was anywhere close to it. And so he's just got a ton of room for error and is just throwing into these wide open spaces a lot, right? And so he wasn't necessarily, the inaccuracy wasn't always punished in a way that could give positive plays to the defense, right? Um, I I think it's great that from a decision-making standpoint, he looks... Very good, and and I think it's it's great that he shows, uh, you know, during what we've we the tape we have from him that that he's not going to make dumb decisions and and do things like that to put the ball in harm's way. But um, yeah, ultimately when when it comes to quarterbacking, like that's the number one thing for me. Like if you can be excellent and elite at every other aspect of quarterbacking, but if you can't ultimately put the ball where it needs to go, it doesn't matter. For the people that didn't listen to the episode that where, where we actually compared Jones and Lance, yeah. uh, let, let's do a quick breakdown of tr- of what we came away with when we watched the Lance tape. Because I think overall, we came away with the impression of a player that has phenomenal physical tools. Uh, on the Patreon video, we showed the, the kind of throws that we were also showing from fields where you're kind of opposite hash throws that in college are a lot more difficult because the hashes are wider. 
and it's a bit more difficult to make those throws, but Lance has the arm strength to hit every area of the field. And he also has the ability to throw that deep ball. When he was able to throw those balls on target, they were pretty. And he's got very, very good feet in the pocket. He's got good pocket mobility. He played a, a fair amount under center, had some play action, was able to process what was in front of him, make quick decisions. You saw the process tied to his feet, which is always something that, that was a little, not, not always there with college quarterbacks. And so overall, we saw a quarterback who was processing information quickly, who was able to get the ball on target and had a live arm to do it, but did have some issues with erratic accuracy that weren't always tied to his feet necessarily, which may be even more of a concern if you're worried about correcting accuracy with mechanics. Yeah, and, and it's one of the things, like you understand, right, why um, Shanahan would look at all of those things, right, and see a lot of things. Like the, you, you get to see a lot with that offense because they're under center, because um, you know they're doing a lot of similar things in the play-action game. There are a lot of plays that he could pull up and be like, this is nearly identical to something he's going to have to run in my offense. And so it, it makes that sort of projection of like, can he do this a little bit easier in that regard? Um, and, and you understand how Shanahan being the as good of a coach as he is would, would be like, you know what? I can fix the deficiencies, but that's the the trap that so many coaches have fallen into with, uh, you know, these quarterbacks that we've seen from previous classes that have all of the tools and have the physical ability, but don't have the accuracy. Right. And, and um, it, it's just something that I think is proven very difficult to improve at the next level. Now, I think the, the really interesting thing, cause we've talked to obviously and, and focused a lot on his passing, which I think is, is the correct thing to focus on first. But the, the thing that could really, I think set his floor to me is, is how, Shanahan ultimately decides to use him as a runner because I think you look at somebody like Lamar Jackson, right? And and I don't think Lance has quite the same level of of athletic ability that Lamar Jackson. Not many people do, but I think you can similarly craft your offense around him as a runner and and really have that be a focal point because Lamar Jackson since he's come into the NFL has not been a super accurate passer. That's not the the way that he succeeds is by putting, you know, a, a high percentage of his passes in a great spot. I think if you look at over the last three seasons, um, guys with at least 800 attempts over the past three seasons, there was 31 of them. He's 30th when you look at that ball location accuracy. Only Carson Wentz is, is lower than him. Um, and, and obviously he's been still very successful. One MVP, the Ravens have been very successful. And that's because... The quarterback and what that position can do for your run game, if you have a special player like that, can really elevate that that run game to a level um, that that really can't be achieved otherwise. And so I think if he's willing to really go and lean in to Lance as a designed runner and take a, a, a advantage of his ability there that gives him a pretty high floor. Like the, it, it increases the margin of error because a lot of what he did, Joel Klatt made this point um, on the broadcast, right? Which is like, there's a difference between throwing the ball when you want to and throwing it when you have to. And North Dakota State did a lot of throwing the ball when they wanted to. They're better than, than most of the teams that they're playing at the FCS level. Lance only had to throw the ball about 18 times a game during his time there. It was a lot of dropbacks in, in situations where they wanted to throw the ball and, and had a, a good situation for him to be able to do so. And so I think you need to recreate that environment as much as possible, especially early on. 
I think uh, before we get to his running ability, which I think is important, I'm not going to let you off the hook with the passing quite yet because I know that you are. I took what's funny is I took a reaction video of you before as the pick was being announced because I, I just wanted to see what was going to happen. This is this is organic, right? I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. I don't know if you're going to react, throw your hat, you know, throw a baby. Luckily, the babies were asleep. Um, yeah, hey man, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Like I don't. Uh, but but you you it was just so like the 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 downness. I'm like no. Let's get happy. Here's what I'm going to be happy about. I'm going to be happy about the fact that, yes, he only threw 18 times a game, but he didn't put the hit the ball in harm's way off, and he only had four turnover-worthy plays, I think, uh, over the course of his 2019 tape. Um, and he, as a thrower of the football, is going to attack more areas of the field. You look at his 11.5 yard per average, or his average depth of target being 11.5 yards per game. You look at the routes his offense ran. You look at where he throws the ball you are now opening up an ability to get the ball to different spots on the field that you do not have with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that to me is exciting. This is an extra dimension before we even get to running the football, which I think is a dimension that we should discuss and we will hear in a second. But now you no longer are limited to the short or intermediate areas of the middle of the field. You can attack a cornerback if there is a weakness there. You can attack you can attack a deep safety if there is a weakness there. There is an element to the Niners offense that has been missing that Shanahan has wanted. And now he's got it potentially with someone in Trey Lance. And it, it is it's exciting to me because... This is, we don't, I, I don't know if it's going to pan out. Trey Lance may not pan out. He may not, right? But the potential is there. And I like the fact that the, everyone talks about how Shanahan is you know, a little arrogant. And, and, and I was worried that his arrogance was going to lead him to Mac Jones, right? But his arrogance led him to someone where he's like, you know what? I've got some clay. Let me, let me mold that clay. And, and that to me is the exciting bit. So I know you want to focus on his inaccuracy and it's fair. It is there. He is an inaccurate quarterback. He was the least accurate quarterback within the pocket of all the quarterbacks that we looked at. By like, and to be clear, like we're not talking like small margins. Like this was, this was a, a significant amount um, that he is when we're talking about the dip in accuracy from him to the other top quarterbacks in this class. It was, a, and by accuracy, we're talking about actual ball location. Yeah, we're so not, not completion percentage, um, no, so no drops, doesn't matter. Just the, where was the ball placed based on what is the ideal location for that ball to be placed on that particular throw. So let's get to his running ability, though, because Shanahan does have some zone read elements and some other QB run elements in his playbook already. He, he has run a zone read with C.J. Beathard as recently as 2020. This is a thing. <laughs> That, that happened in 2020. C.J. Beathard is basically the sacrificial lamb at this point. It's like, you're going to get hit. Yeah, at least give me some rushing yards while doing it. <laughs> but he's also got a toss read shovel, which is a play that is a lot like a quarterback power or an inverted, re- uh, inverted veer that you'll see Cam Newton run. But instead of the quarterback running it, you've got a, basically a, a shovel pass to a fullback or tight end. It's, it's happened with, uh, with Juice. It's also happened with George Kittle. So he's got these elements in his playbook. He's even got true speed options. Juice has run a speed option, for fuck's sake. Um, he's the, apparently the option quarterback for the 49ers. But now they have that with Trey Lance. You think about the red zone. You think about the one-yard line, the five-yard line. Now you have more things in your tool belt to be able to score a touchdown when you've got to get one if you get down there into the, uh, the red zone that is going to add even another dimension to Shanahan's offense. So you think of a quarterback that can now attack more areas of the field. You think about a quarterback that is now going to be a, 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 
something in the run game that you didn't have before. And, and that is another reason why I'm excited. David, you should be excited too. So I, I think a couple points there that, that are worth, so we, we've talked a little bit, um, you know, over, over the years about Shanahan and, and whether some of the things that we didn't love about his decision-making things like not throwing deep very often, things like not being super aggressive on, on fourth downs or things like that. Right. And, and whether that was a product of this is just Shanahan, he's just conservative and, and he doesn't, you know, want to take those chances or is this just Shanahan not thinking he can take these chances because of the guys that he has on, on the team at that point, particularly at quarterback, right? You, you no longer have that excuse with Trey Lance, right? Like if you are not with Trey Lance on the field, taking advantage of the 20 plus throws downfield of the weapon that he is in short yarded situations and, and being more aggressive on those fourth and shorts and, and maybe even a little bit longer right down in the red zone. Um, it's a mistake and it, it is just like negligence as a, as a coach at this point, because those are some of the things. Cause again, the routine, like you're not going to get by on, on just raw efficiency with Trey Lance, right? You need to generate big plays, whether that's going to be the things that he can do with his legs and, and creating kind of something out of nothing when, when things break down in the passing game or, or the stuff in the designed run game or the deep shots downfield, right? Like, and then he is like legitimately a, a Cam Newton-esque short yardage weapon. Like, you need to take advantage of that. Like, if there's a fourth and one that they're not fucking going for it and giving this guy the ball, it's a mistake. Like, it, it's just a problem. And, and so I think it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how his thinking on some of those things evolve and whether he does um, you know, end up becoming a bit more aggressive in, in some of those areas now that we've got a quarterback that, that that's kind of where his game is tailored to. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we're all excited about, about Trey Lance, but there's also Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still a quarterback. For how long? I don't know. We're, we're watching the draft as it happens right now, uh, but we don't know whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the roster at the end of the weekend. Hell, David, we don't know if we're going to be alive. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive. It's not Sunday yet. It is not Sunday. We well, don't know. What can happen between now and then? But but at this point, where do you fall on the let Lance play versus sit Lance for a year uh, fence? Because the, the argument here is you've got you know players like Mahomes and Rodgers that sat behind quarterbacks and really had like kind of a quasi-redshirt year, helped them out in their development. They came on their second year, barnstormed the NFL in their respective ways. You've also got Josh Allen, who learned on the job. I think that Josh Allen may be the more so than Watson or Mahomes, the one that got away for uh, for Shanahan. Shanahan has made a couple of kind of comments about Josh Allen, and and I think you can kind of tease those out where he he said specifically that he wanted to draft Josh Allen maybe in 2017 if he would have come out, but he didn't come out, and then in 2018 they already had Jimmy Garoppolo, so that's that. I think Trey Lance is Shanahan's Josh Allen. And, and, and that's the, I think that's an interesting comp because Josh Allen's another quarterback who had accuracy issues, accuracy issues in college. 
accuracy issues his first two years in the NFL and then had a fantastic year in his third year. TBD as to whether or not he's going to be able to sustain that. But he had one year where it was like, okay, you have taken a step forward. Now let's see if you can sustain it. I think that's the model that Shanahan wants. So do you think Shanahan is now ready to jettison uh, Garoppolo? Or do you think he's going to be more in the, you know, let you play camp? And then what would you do instead? Uh, so I, I do kind of think that that they are being genuine when they say that they would prefer if Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback for, for 2021 and they could roll with that. I think it, he's kind of a situation where, again, they I think they they feel like this roster is in a very good spot. Like they, they said as much during, um, you know, that presser on Monday. And, and they feel like this is a team that is is closer to the team in 2019, right? That's ready to compete for a championship than the team that we saw in 2020. And I think um, they, they kind of know what they're getting from Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They know what they can expect. They know that, yes, they can, while maybe they're going to be more conservative and they're going to, um, you know, rely on the run game more or whatever it is, they're not going to try to, like, let him win the game for you. Um, they, they know what you're going to get at that point. Right. And, and so they believe that kind of when he's healthy, he's good enough to get the job done. And I think they would prefer if that happened. I don't think there is any chance that we're not going to see Trey Lance in, in 2021. I, I think whether it's injury to Garoppolo or whether it's just performance related, I, I, I think that Trey Lance is going to make his way onto the field at some point this next season. Um, you, you just don't, you don't, you don't take guys like that. I guess the, the Mahomes situation uh, is and, and stuff like that is so rare. I think even back when Rogers, right, and you had Favre there, like even that was kind of a different era, and, and where I think a lot of uh, old school teams still had that kind of like sit and wait your turn type of mentality when it came to quarterback a little bit more. Um, guys, now I mean, you, you you take a guy in the top five and he's coming and he's fucking playing. Like that's just kind of how it works. Um, and, and so yeah, I very much expect to see Lance at, at some point, you know, this season. I would say two things on on that point. One is sitting and learning on the sidelines doesn't always, I think, make you better. Yeah, I I, I do think that if any quarterback in in Forty Niners history, you know, has learned as much to, at the teat of an NFL genius, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. He had a whole rehab year where he was watching film with Mike Shanahan. Yeah. He learned the hell out of the Forty Niners offense, and it, it didn't make him an appreciably better quarterback. Because there is a difference between seeing it on the field, thinking about it, perhaps recalling it by rote, and then getting your body to do the thing that you need your mind to do. There are two components there. And you can do one all you want, but if you can't pair it with the other, you're not going to be a successful quarterback. There are lots of people I know that if you give them a flashcard of what the defense is doing, they could tell you, I got to throw it at that guy. I got to throw it at this time. I got to throw it on this hitch. But then you actually put them in that situation and they can't do it. And so I do think that it's less so about, you know, whether or not that that works or not. But I do think all things being equal, you want the quarterback who's going to be able to learn on the job and is going to be able to translate what they're seeing with their eyes, what they're processing with their brain, and then actually executing it with their body. So I do think you kind of want to learn on the job. And I, I think you've got examples of people learning on the job. I mean, hell, Peyton Manning learned on the job, yep. you know, 13 or whatever interceptions his rookie year. Uh, and then he ends up being a Hall of Famer, right? And that's not to say that that's necessarily what Trey Lance is going to be at all. But what I'm saying is you can and should learn on the job. And I hope the Niners drafted a quarterback who can learn on the job. And reps are important. Seeing that what defenses are throwing at you, 
seeing what safeties are doing, seeing what disguises they get to you. Those are all instances where you're taking that mental image and saying, oh, okay, the next time I see this, I know what they're going to do. You can't do that if you're doing it through a VR headset or if you're doing it with a card, right? <laughs> so I do think learning on the job is important. And I think all things being equal, yeah, you start Trey Lance, you ship Jimmy Garoppolo off wherever you need to be. Um, or because I, I, I do think that having him be a backup is nice. You've got the cap room to do it. But I'd much rather spend that money on Fred Warner. I'd much rather spend that money on Nick Bosa's eventual record-breaking deal. Or I would still roll the cap over and take some of those dollars and maybe put them into, I don't know, Melvin Ingram. <laughs> or a corner, right? That, that now you can get because you've got an extra $20 million or an extra, you know, it, uh, maybe $10 million that you're rolling over and you spend 10 on other free agents to bolster your roster. This is why a rookie quarterback is so valuable because you've got extra cash that you can now spend elsewhere that makes your team better. That's the thing. Like you, you have, when, when you have a quarterback on that rookie deal, you have the most valuable asset that you can possibly have at the NFL level, right? And, and I think you do need to uh, try and maximize that as much as possible, right? You have this window for, for you know, four seasons here, essentially, before you need to worry about giving him an extension um, that you really have a cost-controlled option at quarterback that you can spread a lot of resources around to these other spots and, and really surround him, um, you know, with with a great situation. I think, you know, and DJ hammered this home on, on the NFL Network broadcast as well. Like, it is a, a much better situation, you know, regardless of whether you, you know, are, are feeling like, this is a, a, a Super Bowl contender with the state of the roster right now. There's no question that it's better than your typical top three situation, right? Like you're coming into an offense um, that does have Kyle Shanahan leading the way that is going to set you up with a lot of great looks and a lot of easy plays for you to be able to make there. You have talent at the skill positions, you know, obviously guys like Kittle and Debo and, and Ayuk. Um, like you have these guys around you um, that are going to make things better. You have an offensive line that, yeah, they need to, to kind of, you know, sure up some things uh, on the interior there, but you have some great pieces. You have some great tackles that are there. Um, you know, you have a, a successful run game that's only going to be made better by your presence in this offense. And, and so, yeah, I think like, it is very much because it's going to take time. Like he's coming again from FCS level defenses to the NFL. Like it's going to be a big jump. He needs those reps in game to get adjusted to that and to get used to the speed that things are moving at. And so, yeah, I very much am in the camp of like play him as soon as possible and get him out there as soon as possible. Like you need to, to kind of take some of those lumps and there's going to be some, like he's going to have, you know, some bad games, some, some spots where things look really ugly and you have to give him time to work and play through all that stuff. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that a lot of people uh, either don't understand or, or perhaps forget is that there is a limited number of reps on an NFL team in practices outside of the preseason. And you don't, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up being the starter, he's getting starters reps. Yep. And that's the vast that's majority. Like basically all of them. Yeah. That's the vast majority of the reps that you're going to get in practice and in the game. And so, you know, at that point, I'd rather not have my trade two first round picks to move up to, you know, guy basically watching from the sidelines on, on a proverbial VR headset, trying to learn what defenses are doing it. It's like, nah, put him in there. Let him, let him play. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think the Niners should let him play. David, it sounds like you obviously are there as well. Uh, and that means Jimmy Garoppolo gets uh, traded, ideally, to someone like the Patriots, who did not take a quarterback at their pick. I thought they were going to. They did not. 
The Bears have Fields. Uh, McCorkle Jones is still on the board. Robert Sala moving back up. Uh, yeah, Getting of course. In there to the the fourteenth uh, pick now. He learned from Shanahan. Got to yeah. go after your guys. Got to go after. Got to go after your guys. Who's who's his Reuben Foster? Let's see. What's 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 the pick going to be here? <laughs> but the the I think that what's what's the minimum amount of compensation that at this point you would take to move Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, Jesus, they got the guy for a second rounder. Like it, it's not going to take a lot. I mean, you're. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, if you can get, they've, you know, there was the report there, which obviously they're not going to put out anything less than that, but it's going to take an overwhelming offer for them, uh, you know, to to consider moving him. I'm going to need two first round picks. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't think you're getting anything like that. People know that you just took this this quarterback uh, that you want to get in there and, and they know that eventually you're going to just dump Garoppolo. And so they're not going to um, be in a position where they can command, yeah, multiple firsts or anything close to that. So, yeah, I, I don't think it needs to be a lot. I think you get if you get your second round pick back, I think that would be incredible. Um, you know, obviously they, it would be nice to get some picks back considering all of the, the ones that they just gave up to move up to number three. Um, so yeah, I think like it is in their best interest, like as much as they want to, to say that they're, um, you know, going to want to compete this year and they're going to want to be a contender this year. Like you just don't make this move, um, to, to, to like be too worried about what's happening in the 2021 season, right? You are, are very much setting this up for the future. You're getting your young quarterback. I think you need to be doing what you can to surround him with, uh, you know, talent and make sure that you have talent continuing to come in by adding those draft picks back. And, and again, like we already mentioned, you know, get him out there, get Garoppolo, uh, you know, kind of out, get what you can for him and, and, and make that shift and let this be Trey Lance's team. I think you hope for a third round pick. I think you're likely getting a fourth is what it comes down to. Yeah, I think somewhere a mid-round pick makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else that you wanna that you wanna think about, talk about on on Trey Lance first round? Uh, I mean it is it is a reaction pod. We're gonna come back next week with uh, we've already done the kind of scattering report on Trey Lance, and that's not going to change just because he's a Niners pick. So we've got that up on the Patreon ready to go. When the Niners uh, draft, other players will have some scattering reports for them, unless we've already done them in the case of Elijah Molden. Um, but uh, anything else? Uh, any other big thoughts? Because I feel like my, my big thought is that I feel like for at least the next two years, before Trey Lance reveals who he is on an NFL football field, it's going to be my job to pull you up. <laughs> It's going to be my job to, to shift your focus and say, I know you can hyper-focus on the accuracy, but let's, let's, take, let, let, let's pull up here and let's say, you know, we don't know what he's going to be. We think we know what he's going to be, and you know, the opinions are valid. It's fair. It's tough for a quarterback to fix accuracy, but you don't know what he's going to be, uh, and so don't ascribe. Don't prejudge. Let's take a look at what he gives us. Let's be excited about his tools. Uh, because you know what? It's time to be excited, David. Let's be excited together. <laughs> let's let's go drink whiskey out of green bottles and 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 mispronounce bison uh, and and talk about FCS schools and penguins. We get to watch more penguins. Let's be excited, David. Uh, I am. I am excited. I, I think again, it's just um, you heard it here first. He is excited. I, I again, anything that wasn't Mac Jones was going to be, uh, I think, pretty exciting. Like I think they went the right direction. Um, yeah, and I think they're the good thing that that I think has me feeling a little bit better um, is I do think there's a path now that we've seen at the NFL level for a quarterback who isn't very accurate to have some success, right, and to have a significant amount of success and and be able to to do that sustainably over multiple seasons. And so I think uh, to me, yeah, it comes down to like 
what is is Shanahan going to be expecting from Trey Lance and what does he want him you know to to be and where, where, where is he going to meet him early on right is, is he just going to throw him into the fire and say like look the long term is I want like you mentioned Drew Brees with Lamar Jackson right like are, are we expecting that from day one like I think you're you're going to be kind of like setting yourself up for some failure early like I I think if he is willing to kind of meet him where he's at which is going to be you know involve remaking his offense a little bit and I think really relying on him as a runner and and getting that quarterback run game really on point and making that a focal point of what they they do um that I think is really exciting like I, I think that they can have a dynamic offense that that again relies there we already know he wants to rely on the run game it's just kind of tweaking how you do that and so I think if you make that adjustment, you build in now the the explosive plays in the passing game that you can now get without having to it, to be like a play where the ball's thrown five yards in the air and you need George Kittle or Debo Samuel to break five tackles and then that's how you gain 40 yards, right? Like you can actually push the ball downfield through the air and generate some of these shot plays off of play action. And I think that's a recipe for a very explosive offense, right? We met during the Super Bowl year, the run game, a lot was made about how successful the run game was, but it wasn't an, an efficient run game. It was a, yeah, we're going to run the ball a lot. We're going to give you a lot of volume there. And a lot of those runs are going to be two yard runs, three yard runs, one yard runs, but eventually we're going to break that 50 plus, right? And we're going to get that explosive play there. And if you can do that as frequently as they did, then absolutely. Uh, and Patriots take it. The Patriots Jones. just took Mac Jones. Of course they did. Muck Corkle Jones at 15. Look at that. Look at that. Just in that blues. Look, he is marching down that hallway. He is angry. Command. That's what that is. He's going to go. command like he's going to command that fucking huddle. Uh, um, are you talking? Come on now. That's his walk into the club walk. That's his. I'm about to unbutton my shirt. I'm about to be four buttons deep at the end of this. Four buttons and four beers. About to see that jelly roll that I <laughs> ate for breakfast. What? Big Mac attack. Um, I had to. I had to archive my meme folder of Mac Jones. I had to just gently put it away and be like, I'm I've not. Been, I'm not uh, going to go back in there. So I've like largely been avoiding pre-draft coverage. Uh, but man, I've been scrolling through our 49ers for the last few days, and it has just a, been a meme factory. And it's. Uh, I've loved every second of it. It's been. It's been great. But. Yeah, I guess to wrap up the the Lance thought there, I think that that's really kind of the thing that I'm looking forward to is, you know, you mentioned that this kind of shows uh, perhaps an evolved thinking from Shanahan, and I want to see if that actually plays out on the field, right? I want to see if he's willing to make some changes in some areas um, that we've kind of been, I think, a little bit more frustrated with or that haven't been really, you know, doing doing the most that he can to to give this team a chance to win right i think he can be more aggressive in spots and uh so yeah th those things whether he's willing to to kind of rework some things offensively to fit and meet trey lance where he's at right now i think that's going to be the most interesting thing early on yeah and i think for me it's going to be just digging into that offense that what and you think about the everyone talked about the rg3 offense and the rg3 offense i always discounted it because it was a reluctant offense it was not the offense he wanted it was the offense that he needed to build because snyder basically said you're getting this quarterback and he's like all right fuck it now now i got to figure it out but to me th that's going to be the interesting bit how does the offense change what does it look like what kinds of things does he fold in there and can he take this quarterback who now is not Lamar Jackson, but has similar kind of athletic tools. I mean, the dude's 6'4", 225, right? Like, and he runs like a 4'4", 4'5", 40. I mean, he, yeah. this guy is an athlete. He, you now have that at your disposal. Now, what's, it, what's your journey going to be like 
in year one, two, or three to get to the point where maybe you process this like Drew Brees. Because if he could, if he has the athleticism that he has right now, and he is like 75% of Drew Brees, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's you're going to win a lot of fucking football You're going to win right? a lot of fucking if, games. If you allow, that's a, and that's the thing. You have to allow him to do the things that make him special, right? You can't just bring a guy like this in. And, and I don't think that, I'm not saying this, you know, saying that I think Shanahan uh, is going to do this. I hope he, he knows what he's getting, right? He knows the special tools that this guy has. You have to let him be that and not try to force him into something that he's not right now, right? And if he develops and, and continues to get better in some of those other areas that he's more deficient in right now, fucking fantastic, right? That's that's just more things that you can do with him and more tools that you can add, uh, you know, to, to your game on offense. And, and so, yeah, I think that's the stuff that's coming with time, right? But you got to let him be him right now and take advantage of those, those things that are special that he brings to the table. It's trade of the Bay, David. Trade of the Bay. This is the tray. This is the tray. <laughs> I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're happy. Let's be happy this is not Mac. Let's be happy. That, that I mean, uh, if, if y'all is, like enjoy listening to this podcast, you should be happy that it's not Mac because I, I legitimately think I was going to quit. I think I was just going to be done. I don't have the energy for fucking four years of Mac Jones. Um, I, I didn't have it in me. I was ready to be done. I was like, fuck this. No, we're here. It is we're Trey here. Lance. We are here. We are still going strong, David. I <laughs> am literally, you know, people say pull up by the bootstraps. I'm going to pull up by the David straps. I'm just going to strap. A little bit, the you know, it's basically the monkey backpack uh, with the little tail leash. I'm gonna pull you straight up, straight up, David. We are here. I mean, look, it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited to see. You know, even though I I, I certainly have reservations about Lance, and and I I think that their the accuracy is a big concern. It's gonna be fun to see the changes, right? To see everything that now happens with the young quarterback and what that's gonna look like, and and. Uh, I, I think things have just, you know, have gotten kind of to a point with Jimmy where it was it was predictable. Like you kind of knew what was going to happen. And and every once in a while they put it together and, you know, it would be you'd have a great game offensively and Jimmy would look great. But like for the most part, you kind of knew what you were getting. And it was going to be honestly kind of boring unless George Kittle or Debo Samuel did something incredible. Right. And and that's just kind of where, where they landed offensively. Um, and, and so I think, yeah, seeing where they go, how things evolve there is, is going to be a lot of fun. It's an exciting time to be a Niner fan. I am super happy that Trey Lance is the quarterback, even though, you know, I, I share some of the concerns uh, right now. I'm choosing to look at the optimistic side of what this pick can absolutely be. So that's our quick reaction to quick 30, 40 minutes. Eh, whatever. Quick for us. Uh, a reaction to round one. We're going to have uh, another pod later this week um, to, oh, they took a linebacker. The Cardinals. Cardinals took a linebacker from Tulsa. Yeah. Good. Hey, good for them. Good for them. Good, good for job. us. Uh, but we're going to have some more pods over uh, the course of this week. We also, if you are on Reddit, I think we're going to do a Reddit MA, uh, Ask Me Anything uh, on the Reddits. Uh, sometime in uh, the next probably seven days or so. Um, So definitely take a look. If you haven't taken a look at the Patreon, we've got our Treyland scouting report. If you want to be nostalgic about the other scouting reports too, you can take a look at those. Uh, We'll be back with some uh, round two stuff. I'll be back uh, for a round two pod. David is going to go do marriage stuff uh, because he made the mistake of having an anniversary on draft weekend. Again, we've talked about this. (laughs) I have nothing, nothing further to add there. You win some, like, look, again, mentioned the, the, you win some battles, you lose some battles. I won the battle for a new 75 inch TV. I lost the, uh, 
I lost the battle for the wedding date. All I'm saying is it seems like your accuracy on date selection is a little off. I'm going to need you to bring your accuracy percentage up, David. You know, accuracy is what loses football games. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> you I'm going to need you to... I don't know. Much <laughs> like my hopes for Trey Lance's accuracy, I'm not sure that my anniversary date is going to be... I'm killing the podcast right now. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, go Niners. <laughs>